You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Nick Medelsky broadcasting uh, live from Wasika, Minnesota, beautiful southern Minnesota. The weather seems to be kind of calming down a little bit, so hopefully that means we'll have a nice rest of the day. Uh, great first hour this morning, talking about uh, the Feast of the Theophany as well as Bishop Barragon. I, I hope more people are going to be making the trip up there to Marquette uh, to uh, to visit his tomb and learn more about Bishop Barriga or, or just learn about him online and uh, help move that cause forward. Uh, joining us now is Andrew Hewitt, who is from the Banquet Soup Kitchen in Sioux Falls. And uh, the Banquet does a lot of great work, as the name would suggest. It is a, uh, a uh, ministry to, to feed those who, who don't uh, have food. So... Um, it's a beautiful ministry there, and we're going to be talking about how people in the community can get involved, uh, some of the challenges that have come up over the uh, this COVID time uh, that's come upon us un- unannounced, unexpected, and how that's impacted that ministry and all of the things that you need to know about the banquet in Sioux Falls. So uh, good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Excellent. How are you? Um, you know, I'm I'm doing all right today. I so as I so victim of the COVID bug here, so I've been kinda oh. riding the waves of of what that all means. Like you know, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and uh your involvement with uh the banquet? Sure. My name is Andrew Hewitt and I'm the director of development and marketing. Um at the banquet here in Sioux Falls. Uh we're the banquet is a feeding ministry. We're 36 years old. Uh, we've been serving our neighbors in need for 36 years. Um, yeah, and we we have two physical locations, and we serve warm, nutritious meals uh, for for anyone who is hungry. So I always joke that as a development director, I, I love and I hate that because I love that anybody who is hungry or is in need can come and utilize our resources. But at the same time, as a development director, I write grants, and there's lots of times that grants require specific statistics, and oftentimes I don't quite have those as readily at my fingertips as I, <laughs> as I wish I did at some specific So, No worries. So, yeah. That's, no worries. That's completely understandable. So uh, I do have a note here in our... Um, in our uh, show notes to make sure I distinguish that this is a ministry called The Banquet and not the same as the uh, the fundraising banquets we do for Real Presence Radio. Yeah, um, I, I, I know that. I saw it as well. <laughs> <laughs> to make that slight distinction there in case people are slightly confused. Um, but uh, The Banquet in Sioux Falls, uh, what specifically, um, I know it's a feeding ministry there in Sioux Falls. You said there's a few locations. Um, what What all is involved? What what all does that mean, a feeding ministry, and, and what does that do for the community? Yeah, yeah. so we have, like I said, the two locations of Sioux Falls. So we have our, our downtown location, which is at Ethan, Indiana, which is on the east bank of uh, the Sioux Falls downtown area. And uh, we, we have a physical location there where we serve breakfast five days a week and then our evening meal five days a week, our dinner. And then we have a lunch on Saturday, so we have a lunch um, that's 
that we provide um, on Saturdays. And so we have volunteer groups that come in and prepare and serve these meals. And like I said before, that any, anybody who's hungry or needs our resources are, are able to or welcome to get into the line that we have available for folks. And they can come through and get a warm, nutritious meal. I know I'm often amazed by the, the quality work that our kitchen staff does. Um, in the menu diversification and everything like that. I know I've been working at the banquet for a couple of years now, and there's been very seldom that there's been, at least in my experiences, that there's um, repeat um, things on the nights that I work. So, you know, there's some nights it's scuffed potatoes and ham, but I say pizza. I always joke with my family, too, that most nights when I'm leaving to come home to my family here, that I often look at the menu and be like, yeah, I'd, I'd have that for dinner tonight. So, <laughs> um, well, besides the besides the feeding ministry side of it, we do provide um, some other basic resources for our neighbors in need. So, uh, coming off the Christmas season here, we always give a little do a little gift for our guests. Uh, this year, we again did the shower our guests with care partnership with Lewis Drug. Um, so, we had a couple nights of distribution for our guests to be able to get some of that basic necessities for um, for hygiene items. So, you know, people were able to, and uh, the community in St. Paul's here really responded well to these kits. And, um, you know, we they, there was, like, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, uh, a loofah, and just other, like I said, uh. basic um, hygiene necessities that I always joke that, you know, when I always when I hop in the shower, I, I always take for granted that a bottle of shampoo is going to be there somewhere in the corner, right, or, right. or you know. And, and for a lot of our guests, that's not the that's not the instance or the case for them. So you know, we have that. Um, you know, we we are a physical mailing address for between three and five hundred people. I know when people come to our offices, that's often a, a startling or or um, daunting. Um, undertaking that we take on that mm. uh, people don't realize that happens there. So, um, you know, in order for people to receive benefits or people right. who are more transient in nature, they have um, they need a physical mailing address, and we are that for many people. So we get big tubs of mail delivered every day, and we have <laughs> our fearless and faithful volunteers that sort it out, so people can come pick it up there, too. Wow. It's, it's really... Uh you know, at first, uh, when you hear, you know, the banquet, and you think, well, you know, all they do is serve food, but really, it's a, it's a lot of different things. I mean, not, not that just serving food isn't, isn't enough in the right. ministry, right? Yeah, no, but to right. take on all those other things, like you mentioned, that uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that if a person is, uh, you know, uh, like you said, transient or, or in between, you know, in a unstable kind of housing situation, they don't have anywhere to receive mail, and if you don't have anywhere right. to receive mail. You know, like you said, uh, for benefits or, or you know, a lot of legal stuff. If you don't have an uh, an established address, there, there's really no way to get things. You know, so, right? Uh, and that's, I know uh, that's a that's a big that's a big roadblock for a lot of our guests too. Is like if they misplace their driver or their IDs or their driver's mm-hmm. license or whatever, uh, physical pieces of mail to be able to get your ID and stuff. Right. So, you know, I think I, I would compliment our leadership in the past and current that they've done a really good job of identifying some of those gaps and services. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes, it's, I know, internally, too, we kind of laugh. It's like, okay, so how, how is this a feeding ministry? But, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're there to, to meet people where they're at and to, 
and to just help out where where we can and where where we're able. Right, absolutely. If you're just joining us now, I have uh, Andrew Hewitt on the phone with me uh, from the Banquet uh, Feeding Ministry in Sioux Falls, and we've been just just talking about all the the things that are. It's it's more than just the feeding ministry, but that's kind of where it. Uh, the focus is, I guess, and wh- where it all starts probably uh, for a lot of your guests um, is coming for the, the meals. Uh, how many meals? I know you, you mentioned statistics at the start, uh, but people love those numbers. So uh, how many meals are you able to serve in, in a typical week? Yeah, so um, we, we serve um, 16 individual meals a week, and the last numbers that I had heard is so like our, we serve our breakfast downtown um, which is five days a week, and that um, typically averages between 150 and 200. Um, and then our our evening meal or our dinner, those are where our, most of our meals get served. So we have that five days a week, both at our west side location and our downtown location. And we've been averaging between 250 and 300 there um, a week wow. Or, wow. or per per meal. So, um, you know, there's wow. a lot of, lot of impacting... Um, out there, and then for our um, our west side location, that number is probably closer to that one fifty. Um, but wow. downtown, we do between two fifty and three hundred, and then our our lunch on Saturday. I think the last I heard, that's right around that between that one fifty and two hundred as well. Wow, that's so, you know, that... it's a it's a market it's a market um, impact. I would argue, and uh, we I we. Our guests are so diverse in their background that it's. I, I work in the dining room on Tuesday evenings, and it's just I, I leave. I leave with my 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 filled and my my heart full of hope for these mm-hmm. individuals too, because you know um, I think people in the Sioux Falls area when they hear the things that they think of uh, homeless people and there are people experiencing homelessness and stuff like that, but you know there's a fair share of the, our guests that are are experiencing homelessness, but we do also have our single parents and our our elderly on a fixed income and people like you and I who, you know, have just how their, their cash flows are going that at the end of the day, they're they're waking up and going to work and by the time they come home and they, they take care of their other needs and stuff like that, that it just doesn't, the grocery money just quite isn't there. So, hmm. you know, we, we do have, we do have a diverse uh, population of folks that utilize our, our resources, and we're we're happy to help them. Absolutely, absolutely. What a beautiful ministry, and to be able to to step in and and like you said, some you know, there's a whole range of people who who are able to take advantage of this uh, the service that's being offered, and it's it's really wonderful to be able to to help people at different stages in life who, for whatever reason, right, uh, need a warm meal, right. and to be able to provide that is a is a wonderful thing. Um, the banquet is volunteer based, right? It's volunteers right. that come in and, and serve and prepare the food and everything like that. Um, why uh, why is the ministry that way as opposed to you know just telling people to go you know uh, get government benefits and, and take care of them you know have the government take care of it? Why is there a yeah. why is there a need for a volunteer program versus a, a you know just government benefits or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you asking that question because I hadn't, it had, I hadn't been um, asked the question framed in that manner. So it, it helped, it, it made me think a little bit. So I appreciate that. Um, I think um, what my answer is to that question is that going back to our founding um, leaders, I think they they had identified a need 
platform, um, an outlet opportunity for volunteerism. So I think going back to the, the days of Joe Gross back in 1985, she saw that, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a way or an opportunity for us to be able to help our neighbors and our, our sense of community in that regard. So, um, and uh, we've been able to sustain that um, kind of focus or vision of that, of our ministry in that regard. So, um, you know, I think it's just that, that opportunity to, you know, um, serve one another and serve our neighbors here locally that are in need. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, there's plenty more to talk about uh, as far as uh, the banquet and that ministry there, and we'd love to have you stick with us on air to talk about those things, uh, to to listen to those things uh, after we come back on the other side of the break. So thank you so much for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. We'll see you in just a few minutes again. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. It's such a wonderful opportunity to get to find out about... Yeah, I'm tripping over my words, and I apologize for that. I'm a professional. I'm supposed to be, <laughs> be better than that. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Before the break, we were talking with Andrew Hewitt from the Banquet uh, Feeding Ministry, 
in Sioux Falls about the wonderful work they do there. And uh, kind of something that's in the back of probably a lot of people's minds is how, you know, uh, over the past, well, almost two years now, uh, we've been dealing with uh, the COVID and the coronavirus and, and all the restrictions and changes that that's brought about. And uh, obviously that's affected a lot of nonprofits and a lot of ministries. So how has that, uh, well, has it and, and how has it affected uh, the banquet and how things are done there? Yeah, um, you know, it's been interesting because I think that's become kind of a key term in our our workplace uh, glossary as to how to pivot effectively, right? So um, we we still um, rely on our volunteer groups that come in and prepare and serve meals. And I think we've been forced to, or we've realized some opportunities to be more efficient. So, you know, we, we, have, we used to heavily rely on the church groups that would bring 30 to 35 volunteers to serve a meal. Mm-hmm. And we've, like I said, we found some efficiency and how we, we prepare and serve the meal. So our, our actual number of uh, volunteers required to serve or prep a meal has drastically reduced, which is mm-hmm. kind of a win for us because as yeah. as volunteerism is kind of, it, it, it ebbs and flows. So how do you, how do you navigate those huge groups, um, as I would like to consider them? Um, you know, we've we've uh, gotten more efficient with how many people we need. Um, we our dining room has been open, but then we did have a short uh, window where we did all of our meals to go, kind of through the summer um, this last year. But our dining room has been back open, um, so you know we've um, we've we've been able to keep open. Uh, being in South Dakota here, we've been uh, we were able to keep open and. Um, and continue to serve our, our neighbors in need. I know there's kind of a mantra within our office about how hunger doesn't take holidays and hunger doesn't right, take breaks. So, right. So I was just know, about to say. Like when, <laughs> when it comes to holidays and stuff, too, it's like, oh, that'd be nice if everybody could have the day off. But, you know, there's a lot of folks that, that do rely on us to, to get that warm, nutritious meal in their belly and to, to uh, be a part of the community of the banquet to, um, you know, see their friends and their their families and stuff like that 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 are also dining with us and, and sharing in that experience. So um, I would say COVID, uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the question was, I think the biggest adjustment was with the um, with the with the amount of volunteers. You know, we found some efficiencies in how we, how we kind of operate. Um, I know the one that's coming to my mind right away is that if you have served at the banquet before. Um, you might be used to. We would we offer drinks with our with our meals, so people can have water, coffee, or milk. And we used to have seven, eight, between seven and ten people that would kind of I would call quote unquote wander around the dining room to provide the drinks to our guests. And mm. now we just need two two volunteers to be at a wow. drink station, so so people come up to the state to the table to get get their drinks and they're they're able to um they're able to um satisfy their thirst that way and you know i think it's one of those adjustments that our guests have been living to with the covid pandemic as well so they kind of expect some changes as well and you know we're we're learning together as a as a community so absolutely absolutely and uh like you said it's it's kind of a an opportunity to look at the way things are run, and like you said, find find ways to do things more efficiently, right? Um, so that uh, right. you can 
continue continue operations, especially when when something like this hopefully never comes along again <laughs> in right, lifetime. Right. But you know, like you said, need doesn't take a holiday, um, and it doesn't matter uh, if everything else has to shut down for a pandemic. People still need food. Um, right. Absolutely. Find a way to to find a, a warm, nutritious meal, like you said. So. Um, it's great that that you've been able to continue this uh, despite some of the the uh, the challenges that the last, like I said, almost two years uh, has presented it's to all of crazy. us. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, talking about that, uh, what what kind of are the biggest needs that the banquet has right now? You know, I think with the efficiencies of volunteers, um, I think that's still probably our biggest need is that we need people to come. I know. Um, Oftentimes, people, people, um, or the, the the history has been that people um, sponsor the meal they're serving. So there's kind of this weird, um, you know, you you pay to volunteer. Um, and I think right now we're in a spot again where our our donors have been generous to help fill up that food coffer, um, and we just need the, the bodies at some points in time to come and help prepare or serve meals. Um, with COVID still being prevalent, there is. Uh, it happens more frequently than we would like that, or that would be even maybe expected that, um, you know, there's a family group or something that's coming in to, to serve our guests, and they right. they get COVID, so all of a sudden the last-second cancellation. So right. um, I think our biggest need right now is just, yeah, those volunteers, the onesies, twosies. Um, we love to we love to get those organized and get them um, on our calendar to be able to help out. So um, I think that's been the biggest thing I alluded before the break about how we used to rely on uh, um, 30, like the groups of 25 to 30 people. Now, if you have a book club or a neighborhood group or a family unit or something that is interested in seeing what the banquet's all about, I always say, come on over and experience the banquet. Mm. That is a good way. Uh, for our uh, our uh, listeners who might not be able to do that, uh, could you describe, you know, might not be able to, to necessarily come down in person, right, and see uh, what it's all about. Uh, could you explain just a little bit about how serving a meal works at the banquet? Yeah, so like I, I just kind of was alluding to how people usually sponsor to serve a meal. So um, we have relied on our 36-year history on these groups of um uh, church groups or just um, businesses or friendship groups and stuff like that to come to our physical location. So we have our downtown location, and we need it's uh, chunks of three hours at a time. So we have people come in um, to prepare a meal, and then we have people that either stay through the duration of serving the meal, or else we have a new group that comes in and serves the meal. So um, how that looks on... Uh, on an evening meal, as people come in around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they start preparing the meal. Um, and I know there's no no chef experience required. We have our <laughs> coordinators who help direct. Um, I know there's some, some apprehensiveness around, well, I've never cooked before. Well, you don't. <laughs> as long as you as long as long you can, um, uh, if, as long as you've cut a uh, carrot before, we can, we can train you in. So there you go. Um, we have the groups that come in from 2 to 5 to prep, and then they serve from... Uh, uh, from five to eight, so those are kind of the two time slots for the evening meals. And then um, I am not a morning person, so I'm not even going to say what the <laughs> morning times are because I 
I think it's 5.30 is when the prep people start for breakfast, and then we have more people come in at 6.30 to serve the breakfast. So, um, you know, it's, it's short chunks of time um, that people can come and um, commit to making a huge impact in the lives of many. Absolutely. Uh, if people are interested in uh, coming down to volunteer, where would they find out more information? You know, um, like I was kind of alluding to with COVID, our schedule seems to be changing more frequently than you would think. Um, the best way to get in touch or to try to get something on the calendar would be to call our office. Um, all of our office hours are are done at our downtown location, so I know that's something people, oh, I want to call the West Side location, and there's, there's a number, so just call uh, Brian is who you're going to want to talk to, and uh, he's our volunteer, or he's our community partnership coordinator, which entails the volunteer um, mm-hmm. element of our ministry, so he's the one who has to keep his finger on the pulse of all the different meals and all the different moving, all the different moving parts, so Brian, and our number is 605-335- Seven zero six six, and he would be more than happy to help uh, answer any further questions or get you on the calendar potentially, or just have that discussion about what that looks like and feels like. All right, absolutely. Could you give that number one more time? Absolutely. That's six zero five three three five seven zero six six. All right, and the uh, there is a website, right? Uh, the banquet there is SF. a website at thebanquetsf.org. Yeah. And you can also go there to uh, to donate. Uh, you know, some people might not be able to go in person um, Absolutely. To, to volunteer. So, um, And I'm sure you can use use the funds as well as the, Absolutely. Uh, the, as the time. So I um, want to point 100%. people there as well. So thanks for joining us this morning, Andrew. It's wonderful what you guys are doing out there in Sioux Falls, uh, really serving... Um, serving people who uh who need something and doing it in uh in a great way right i think some people don't understand um they hear uh well soup kitchen right and they think well it it must be really you know crummy food it must all be you know stuff that no one else really wants you know but uh it's it's, it sounds like you guys do a really great job of like you said uh diversification in the menu and uh really doing a doing an excellent job right and and i love the yeah. you know serving serving guests right yes absolutely no it's, it's our honor to be uh part of the the fabric of sioux falls and to help our neighbors indeed and like i alluded earlier you know it's it's not just our our homeless folks it's our it's, it's other people that you know i I think of a recent time where I was at a volunteer fair at a church, and all of a sudden there was a, a few few of the guys walked through. I'm like, hey, I, I know you guys. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, we're, we're honored to do our part, and we're thankful for opportunities like this to share our story. Fantastic. Uh, the website, again, is thebanquetsf.org. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Andrew. Uh, stick with us through the break. After the break, we'll be talking about uh, the Holy Name Society. January is the month of the Holy Name, so who better to talk to than the Holy Name Society? Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 